This is a spin-off podcast from the Doctor Who show. It's called The List Makers, and it's where we make some lists. Rob, how are you? <laughs> Dave, I'm very well. That was a different intro. Well, it's 2024. I thought I'll shake some stuff up. Welcome to the new year. <laughs> I hope it's going well for you. Our topic tonight comes from Homer's twin. It was sent in to us from one of our listeners. Please feel free always to send in new topics for the Hat of Rastalon. Our topic is, it's a tricky one, mm. top five stories where humanity is the monster. I've given this a lot of thought. I've given it a lot of thought too. And so we'll get in. Will we snap? I don't know, because we could have taken this in very different ways. I can't pick this at all, although one of mine maybe is a snap. My number two. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know, because it's a, it's a tough topic to define and quantify. So, look, let's not analyse the topic until we've done the lists. Uh, it's my turn to go first. And, Rob, I'm going to do something I haven't done for nine months. Yes. I'm going to cheat and have a six pick. Okay. And uh, the, the reason being, I, I narrowed my list down to six. And I thought, these are six very different takes on the topic, and I want to include them all. So I'm going to cheat, but hopefully for worthy reasons. Okay. Number six, Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Right. This is a story that is predicated on mankind doing a monstrous thing, wiping out thousands of years of civilization. And the scary part is that they're doing it for what they believe are the right reasons. Mm. They genuinely believe that they are making the world a better place by committing unthinkable acts of mass murder basically genocide they have a reminder room to tell us how good and noble they are and what the correct way to think is yet they're going to do something incredibly wicked and evil and i think that it's it's fascinating there where the the monster in the invasion of the dinosaurs isn't the dinosaurs it is humanity and the motivations there are so complex that it's worthy in my view of making this list good Number five, I'm going right back to season one with the Aztecs. This is a story where we meet a civilization and the whole story is about reflecting the good and the evil of mankind, of humanity. Mm. And the companion there, Barbara, is directly put in opposition to the wickedness of humanity. And Totoxel, as the high priest of sacrifice, outright says in part two of that story that he knows the rains are coming anyway but for political reasons he needs to time it exactly right to ensure that he he maintains his position of authority in the leadership of the city so really really callous and wicked and in the end it is the evil side of humanity that kind of wins that story. We get some mm. nice moments from Kameka. We get to see Ortlock goes away having found himself to be a good man. But Tatoxel is the one running Aztec society. Yeah, true. Number four, The Curse of Fenric, because this is one where almost every human character is doing something evil, mm. up to and including a willingness to pollute the planet to the point where it will die in an evil glowing green sludge and when i was thinking of stories where humanity was the monster almost straight away into my mind came that speech the doctor gives the product of thousands of years of industrial progress Mm -hmm. and i just thought that is really really evil judson is evil millington is evil the russians are evil the hamer of all who started life as 
humans are evil. So many bad people in this story. And indeed, one of the themes of the story is Reverend Wainwright losing his faith in the good in humanity. Yeah. So that one has to be up there. Rosa is there at number three. It's a story that's about segregation, about racial prejudice. Yes, the villain in there is a little bit naff, but at its core, we do see very normal, everyday humans living in a very normal, everyday city, not that far outside our lifetime, and in the lifetime probably of many of our listeners, doing a wicked, wicked, evil thing, which is segregation. Mm. The story's about that. It's holding a mirror up to a horrible part of human history. I thought that was a very obvious pick. Good one. Maybe a less obvious pick when I first thought of it, but the more I thought harder about it, the higher it went on my list. And we're into the new series again, and that is Turn Left. This is a story which is, I think, one of the best of the era. And it is a story where, with the the Doctor taken out, humanity is put up against tough times and has to make tough decisions. And in that pressure cooker, we see some really bad aspects of humanity come out. And the moment where the immigrants or the foreigners, however you want to describe them, are taken away in the trucks. And the story doesn't say it. For Russell T. Davies, this is extraordinary restraint. Mm -hmm. It doesn't beat us over the head. But there are looks exchanged between characters like Wilf who know what's going on and they're exchanged with the audience and you just know that this is humanity under a little bit of pressure going down a very dark path once again. And it's a really powerful moment, so I put it in there. Okay. Number one, I have gone with The War Games, which is a 10-part story predicated on the ability of humanity to make war and kill each other on industrial scales. It is all about humanity being some of the best soldiers and the most violent species in the galaxy. And when you look at where we are now, where we are back to stronger nations invading weaker nations just because they can, Mm. have we come all that far? Maybe not. That's a depressing thought, but Homer, sorry, Homer's twin, you've given us a depressing topic. I, I have hopefully given it the gravitas you intended it to have. That's my list of six, Rob. Over to you. Thank you, Dave. And before I begin, I'll say you've given me the idea that any of the historicals would have been good for um, for this. Any of the pure historicals, at least, because humanity is, is the bad guy, is the monster in all of them. Anyway. That's so true, yes. <laughs> in at number five, I've got The Rebel Flesh, The Almost People. I think this one's a must on the list, albeit at number five, as we see humans capable of making copies of themselves using what they call the flesh to do the dirty work, the hard jobs. And although it's not all of humanity doing this, and those who are doing it aren't doing it in the understanding that their doppelgangers are sentient, I think the comparison is actually made to Moss. It's still a pretty icky thing to think because the gangers are certainly known to be alive, if not sentient. And it's basically setting up humans on the way to becoming monsters, perhaps by not knowing they're on the path in the first place, perhaps not knowing when they should stop. Bad guys who don't know they're bad guys. That's always an interesting sort of place to work from as a piece of morality. So I put that in at number five. In at number four, I've got Warrior's Gate. I think this is an obvious one here because humans are slavers 
full stop. They're exploiting the Tharals as pilots for their ships. There's not a lot to say beyond that as it's a pretty simple concept yeah. un- underpinning a really interesting and maybe underrated story. So I'll add a bit of trivia to pad this out. Did you know, Dave, that originally Warrior's Gate, the script, had a lot more humour? Apparently the human crew were going for laughs. And honestly, I can't imagine this at all. But Christopher H. Bidmead and the director Paul Joyce had to rewrite a lot of the dialogue and Barry Letts, who was lurking around in the background, didn't like it much either. And it would seem all this rewriting led to aspects of the story being a bit confusing. Uh, I think that's a, a common response to the story. So so there you go. The uh, the slavers were going to be funny guys. Apparently. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the black humour that we get from the slavers is a, a far better fit. Yeah, I think so too. In at number three, I've got Kinder. You know I love a good Kinder reference in the List Makers, yes. Dave. And it's, it's fair to say that the survey team in Kinder is an analogy for the more dodgy aspects of colonialism, the way they write off the Kinder. They don't have any interest in the culture. They're just the local natives and they're not as advanced as a survey team. So they must be inferior. Case closed. And, and of course, there's much more going on with the Mara causing trouble. So it's not a straightforward look at these advanced people being horrible to the native story by any means. But there's enough of that underpinning the story in that area that I feel comfortable saying that humanity is causing a lot of trouble. Maybe as much trouble as the Mara, albeit in a totally different way in this story, that it does rate a mention here. In at number two, and this is where I thought we'd snap, because I've got Doctor Who and the Silurians which could also tie with the hungry earth and cold blood, pretty much because Chris Chibnall showed very little imagination, basically (laughs) rewrote the Silurians for Smithy's first season rather than do anything particularly new with the idea. But when you look at the way they wash up in the end, in the Silurians, the brigadier blows them all up. But in the Smithy story, the doctor basically buys a 1,000-year reprieve for humanity to get used to the idea that the Silurians will be back. Uh, And I think it's clear which of the two really wins the day here. In both stories, you have Silurians who are aggro and Silurians who are even-minded and all of that stuff. But the human response in the 70s is more, well, 70s. (laughs) And the response in the 2010 story is more 2010. So I think the chocolates go to Doctor Who and the Silurians here. Number one. In at number one, I've got Planet of the Ood. Back almost to where my list started with the concept of slavery here ood operations has been harvesting and selling the ood as slaves for i think like 200 years or something it almost makes the treatment of the tharals in warrior's gate look cuddly and sort of non-problematic i had a rewatch of this sometime over the past year and i was struck on that new viewing at how hard this one hits in places especially when they're prepared to kill the big ood brain i guess you'd call it which will kill every ood in existence if they do it that's a huge huge moment but it still doesn't hit as hard on a more local level as a torchwood story that went out also in 2008 the same year as planet of the ood that episode was called meat and in that episode humans had captured this big space whale like alien and they were slicing it up while it was still alive because it would then regenerate for its meat. Uh, I want to toss that in as a very strong runner up here. I know it's from Torchwood, but it is in the same universe after all, and humanity is just f***ing horrible in that story. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. That's a very heavy set of lists there. No snaps. No, I thought we'd get it on Silurians, but no. 
Yeah, look, uh, you almost stole my thunder then when you went off down the Torchwood path. Because oh. I was going to open our chat by saying, had we been able to do Torchwood stories, I would have included Children of Earth. <laughs> oh, well, there was my cheat. You had a cheat with six. <laughs> I had a cheat by mentioning Torchwood. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and look, I think it's interesting that we both did that because, you know, Torchwood is famous for the fact that it was meant to be a more adult version of Doctor Who, equally famous for the fact that that was mainly just people shagging each other, mm. you know. But occasionally it did live up to that. And I think both the stories that we've referenced are examples of that. As somebody once wrote, the the scene in Children of Earth where the cabinet and the government is sitting around just deciding which children we're going to give to the aliens yeah. is one of the most terrifying scenes ever made by Doctor Who or one of its spin-offs. And mm. it's just people sitting in a room. Yeah, really, really powerful stuff there i like a lot of your list rob rebel flesh is interesting i think the rebel flesh is not a good story but i think the concept is really good i think though the problem i have is that i compare it in my mind to star trek the next generation's measure of a man okay which which to me does the concept of is it a living thing in a much better way so that's for me always, always dwarfed Rebel Flesh. Uh, your pick of Planet of the Uters, number one, is excellent. That is a really nasty story. And Tim McInerney, how good is he as the villain? Oh, great. A lot of stories that I threw up and then mm-hmm. threw out, including the Solarians, were Malcolm Hogg stories. I thought, Colony in Space, that's a really good story about awful, exploitative humans. Oh, but it's also got some... Awesome humans and the human spirit wins in the end. Oh, what about Frontier in Space? That's that's all about awful warlike humans, but actually in the end, with the Doctor's help, the good guys win. And then I thought about the Silurians, and I sort of thought, look, there's a great moral quandary in the Silurians, but they did just try and wipe us out, so are we being evil or just pragmatic? It's a debate you could have, and Malcolm Hulk has it. And I think it's why I ended up with Invasion of the Dinosaurs, where by this time, Hulk himself had said he was very disillusioned. He was disillusioned with the left in general, with the communists particularly, and just the whole radical movement going into a really awful, cynical place. Mm. And there really isn't that redemption. I think the irony of Invasion of the Dinosaurs is that even the Doctor says, you know what? Their plan's utterly wrong, but their intent isn't, and their analysis of where mankind is right right now is not wrong. Like, mankind's Mm -hmm. in a pretty bad place and is going to do some pretty bad things, and the Doctor's speech at the end about pollution and greed is a very powerful one. So this is one where, in the end, Malcolm Hulk does say, no, humanity, you're not getting out of this one. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when I was making the list, Dave, that initially... I struggled a bit, and that must seem bizarre with the way we've just had two lists that didn't snap at all, and we're throwing out all these other alternates as well. Once you start thinking about it, they, they sort of come. But on face value, I actually struggled. I don't know if if you felt the same way, like when you were staring at a blank piece of paper. When we first pulled this out of the Hat of Rassilon, in fact, even before, when, we, when this was first sent to us and I put it into the Hat of Rassilon a number of months ago now, I remember looking at them going... I, I can't find five stories for that. Mm. Humanity the Monster? The, 
I can't find five of those. And yet, between us, we've got 11 and a bunch of honourable mentions. So, yeah, yeah, it it, it is absolutely there and absolutely possible. It's funny, a, a lot of your picks, and I think even a few of mine, you don't initially think of as being those type of stories. Kinder, Warrior's Gate... My initial re- reaction is, oh, yeah, they're good sci-fi stories about space adventures. And then you go, no, no, that's that's just the dressing. That's not what they're about at all. Yeah, yeah, there's more happening. And, and, and with the Rebel Flesh and the Almost People, I made the point that humanity doesn't think the gangers are sentient. So they think this is okay. They they're not rubbing their hands together and doing the I'm evil <laughs> and we're being horrible to these gangers you know they're not bad at all they they don't think they're sentient they think this is quite all right so they're on the path to being the monster they're on that that path but they don't think they're the monster no no that's absolutely right and I think the other reason why a lot of these stories made up top picks is because they've done that messaging in the way that we've talked about. You have a really solid adventure that's about the Doctor having wacky adventures in time and space. Hmm. And then you look a little bit deep and you go, oh, there's a message while they're telling that story. Kinder, great story, lots of sci-fi stuff going on. Then you go, yeah, this is about the dark elements of colonialization. Turn left is, you know, first and foremost, a, what if the Doctor didn't survive? But then you look at the darker moments. The War Games isn't actually about war per se but it's all about war per se Mm. you know it's interesting we look at these stories and we go isn't this great we started watching it for one thing and thinking it was this and then we noticed all these underpinnings that's great and and you sort of really enjoy discovering that and picking up on the message compare that to not just in doctor who but maybe genre tv in general these days the script just coming out here is the message here is the message here's the message and it's like ah and do we like those stories no yeah i mean one story that i thought could have well been on the list was oxygen Mm -hmm. but that's just so brutally like exploiting people is bad it's like okay bored now (laughs) i've got that thank you yeah you know and yeah I, I know so some of those ones that are just like capitalism is evil. It's like, well, really? Okay, yeah, that's, that, yeah, okay. That's that's a great freshman uni student take on the world. Amazon, don't buy stuff from Amazon, kids. Yeah, yeah, you know that that's that's a great seventeen-year-old on TikTok take. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was looking for something a bit better than that, and and, and I think yeah. to the show's credit, we found. A lot of stories that are better than that. And yeah. and and all of the ones we've picked, I would say with the exception of Rebel, Rebel Flesh, but maybe that's just me, I think all of the ones we've picked are good stories in their own right. Yes. And also stories about monstrous human decisions. Exactly. Well, we've tried to turn a uh, serious topic into at least one that ended with a note of positivity, at least about what a great television show Doctor Who is and about just how much we enjoy watching it. So uh, thank you again to Homer's Twin for sending in that list. We have well and truly reached the hard marker to finish, so I'm rushing to pull next month's topic out of Tello's Hat of Rustlon, and it is from Peter of Retford, and it is Top 5 Classic Doctor Who where episode one is excellent, but it goes sadly downhill after that. Oh, 
Oh, great one. That's a great one that's going to take a bit of time to put together, but we're out of time for now. Thank you very much for listening, as always. I hope you enjoy our List Makers spin-off. I've been Dave. I've been Rob. And we'll speak again and make more lists in 2024. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you.